Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn. And today we're doing a solo episode. It's just me. We are gonna catch up. I'm gonna tell you what's going on in my life. Um, and that's really it. I am currently, so obviously we've been talking about the apartment search. I've kept you guys up to date. This is gonna be like, I don't know when this episode's actually gonna come out, um, a few weeks. So hopefully I'll be settled by then. But I found an apartment, yay, which I never thought I was going to find uh, the way the search was going. It was insane. And I'm very, very happy that it's over. So the good news is that I found an apartment. But the bad news is that it's in New Jersey. <laughs> no shade to New Jersey. Um, if you guys didn't know, I was actually born there in Hackensack. But I only lived there for like literally a week. And then my family moved to Tennessee. Um but anyways, so I'm technically from birth, a Jersey girl. And going back to my roots across the water, I feel like a little weird about it. Like, obviously, I'm not from New York. So I'm not one of those people that's like, ew, Jersey. Oh, my God, I could never. Like, it is, I think, distance-wise, probably closer than where I lived in Brooklyn to Manhattan. So, like, we, me and Austin took the path over there. And we found this one like high rise, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous apartment in Journal Square. And Journal Square is kind of like more inland of New Jersey than like the other parts of Jersey City. And so we get there, get off the train. We're like rushing to the appointment because obviously I'm late. And we go upstairs and it's like this gorgeous building. Like we walk into the apartment, you're like smacked in the face by the views. Like you can see all of Manhattan. Like it was stunning. And we were like, okay, like this bedroom is a little small. Guys, it was literally 525 square feet, the whole entire apartment, which is not what we wanted. We said we would not do anything under 600 square feet. So we're like looking at the views, looking at how like there's a washer dryer and like how everything's so brand new and we're like getting swept up in our fields. And we're like, okay, we could do with that bedroom. Like we looked at a model version of the apartment and there was a full size bed in it and you couldn't fit anything else in this room. Austin is 6'6". Six, six. You guys know how tall I am. We barely fit in a queen right now and we wanted to upgrade to like a king size bedroom. And we're looking at this full size bed and we're like, I think we can make this work. Like, <laughs> this is how tired we were looking for apartments that we were delusional enough to be like, yeah, 500 square feet is fine. So I'm like, the guy's telling me while I'm texting the leasing agent at the time, he's like, this is the last one bedroom available. So like, if you guys want it, you have to jump on it. So at this point, I'm like, oh, my God, like someone's going to take it out from under me. Like I have to apply right now. So we're still on the tour. And I'm literally like looking at my driver's license, like getting my accountant like letter and applying for it while we're still on the tour. So like jumped a little bit ahead of the game <laughs> of like ahead of the gun, whatever the saying is, um, and applied for the apartment. So then we're like, well, let's just go look around the area to make sure we like it. We walk outside and we'd walk straight from the path to this apartment because it was really close. And the neighborhood was like awful. Like, no offense. I hated it. Like, it literally was so, I wouldn't even call it a neighborhood. It felt very like commercial. I don't even know how to describe it. It just felt like you were in like a strip mall. Like a like the only places around were fast food like chain restaurants. And you guys know I love my Popeyes, you know, I love my Dunkin'. But it wasn't like a neighborhoody feel where you could just like go into a little corner store and go to a deli or like a restaurant or a cafe and grab a croissant. Like it was just not that vibe at all. So we just kept walking and walking. And I was like, maybe we're just like not in the right part of the neighborhood, whatever. And I'm like 
big on my, well, I'm trying really hard to trust my gut feelings more. But like as soon as we walked outside of the building, I was like, this is not it. Like, I don't want to live here. And Austin, poor thing, is such a noob to New York, does not know like anything about neighborhoods, doesn't know anything about like locations. So he was just like, it looks fine to me. Like, this looks like Bushwick. And I was like, this does not look like Bushwick. <laughs> like, this does not look like Brooklyn at all. I was like, he's like, but you you never said anything about like commercial versus residential before. And I'm like, yeah, but I want to live in a neighborhood. And he's like, so that means like you just want to be around more people. Like, are there not enough people? I was like, no, it's not about the people. You don't get it. Like, this is just not, it's not the vibe. I don't want to live here. And he's like, okay, I'll trust you. So I was like, well, why don't we just get off on another stop in Jersey City? just to make sure we even like this area because then why are we even looking here like on the search results? So we took the path one stop like closer to Manhattan, got off at Grove Street and it was like a whole nother world. Like I feel like when you turn a corner in New York, sometimes it, like in neighborhoods, it's very, very different vibes. And it was like that. And I was like, oh, this is the Jersey City that people are talking about. Like, it's so cute. There was like a little downtown area with like all these restaurants and like rooftops. And then we walked down a little more towards the water. And there was, first of all, my favorite Mexican place ever. It's called Taqueria on St. Mark's. And they like have different locations now, apparently one in Jersey City. So there was a Taqueria on the corner. And then like all the streets were tree lined. There were brownstones. Like it genuinely looked like you were in the West Village at some parts. So one of my friends, she's like an influencer friend of mine. She had been telling me while I was doing the apartment search, like, girl, give Jersey City a chance. I swear, like everyone's anti-Jersey, but it's great. Apparently, you also don't have to pay the self-employment tax, which would be massive for me. I texted her when I was there and she was like, come look at my building. We walked over there, went to the leasing office. And this is what I didn't know. I guess like luxury buildings here, you can kind of like book way in advance as far as months go. Because like when you're looking at other apartments, just with like a random landlord in Brooklyn or whatever, they don't let you look until like the month of. But if you're looking at other buildings, they book out in advance. Anyways, so we went to the leasing office and they're like, oh, we have one bedroom. It was in our price range. And so we found a home. But the only other downside besides it being in another state is that we can't move in until the end of August. So I was joking around about us being homeless. Um, not so much of a joke anymore. Because <laughs> uh, somebody rented my apartment at Bushwick. Like it's been rented and we have to be out by the 31st. So we have six days um, to find a place to live from August 1st to August 15th. And then on the 15th, we're going to Atlanta. So Austin's finally going to come meet my family. So I feel like this is like the silver lining of being homeless <laughs> um, is that I always have a home in Atlanta at my mom's house. So we bought a ticket to Atlanta. So we're going to do that for the last week. And then we're going to fly from Atlanta to New Jersey and then move in. So I'm like very in stress mode right now because I'm trying to find movers to, first of all, I haven't packed a thing. Like I said, six days, nothing's packed. It's a two bedroom apartment that I've been in for four years. You guys know I'm kind of like a hoarder about my stuff. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to do in the next week. Um, and I'm trying to get my stuff, like get movers, find out where I'm moving it to, like find storage. And then also find a place to live that's furnished, I guess, because we're just going to be like a couple little nomads with like our suitcases and that's all we have to our name, <laughs> um, which is fun, kind of. But I'm not much of a spontaneous like, ah, go with the flow, we'll see where we land kind of person. I'm like, I need a plan or I'm anxious as fuck. So very anxious this week. But 
I'm not anxious about Austin meeting my family. I'm very excited about that because it's very, very long overdue at this point. I've been added to the family group chat on his side because I've met literally all of them more than once. And he hasn't even met my immediate, like my mom. It's so weird. Um, so they've talked on FaceTime a lot, but he, I've never met, I mean, I've never introduced anyone to my family except for my one like five year ex. And we went to college together in Atlanta. So like it was easy to just, like we were both from Atlanta, both of our families lived in Atlanta. Like it was just very easy to meet my family and he met them at my college graduation for the first time actually. But then when I moved to New York and I started dating guys in New York, it's like, it would have to be really freaking serious for them to meet my family. Because my mom, like she'll come up here sometimes for like the US Open or something. Or my sister will like visit on a layover to another country or something. My brother is the biggest homebody and will never, like has not come to New York once since I've lived here. Um, but like for me to bring someone all the way to Atlanta, it would have to be very serious. So obviously it is very serious at this point. And also it's not even like a, oh, like pop in, have a quick lunch and like chat and meet the family. It's like he's staying at my mom's house for a week. <laughs> so um yeah, he's not just meeting them. It's like a full dive in for a whole week. But my family's pretty chill. Like, I don't I don't think it's like a huge deal to meet my family. It's kind of just like they're just like me. Like, they're chill. It's really just like my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother. My sister's currently in med school. So I don't even think she's going to be there. She's going to be sad and having FOMO that she won't get to meet him. But he'll get to meet everybody else and we'll have somewhere to live for a week, which is nice. <laughs> And then, yeah, we can cross that off the list. Everyone keeps asking me since we've come out, come out as a couple. Um, <laughs> my friends keep calling it our coming out party. And when they say that to anyone queer, everyone's like, oh, are your friends gay? <laughs> like, no, they just had their relationship in hiding for over a year. So they had a coming out party. But anyway, ever since we came out as a couple, um, everyone keeps asking me when we're getting engaged. And I'm like, um... Is that a normal thing to say? Like when someone's only been together with someone for a year? Like, I guess I haven't dated anyone in my 30s until now. Um, so I guess I'm at a certain age. I don't know. But like, I feel like before no one's ever asked me that. I can't tell if it's because of how old I am or, or because I was on a Bachelor show. Like, I feel like people just expect engagement just because of that show. Because I guess technically we could have gotten engaged on the show after a month. Um, but since we didn't, like now all my comments sections on everything, everything I post with him, every picture, every YouTube, everything. It's like wedding plans soon. I'm like, how did we get here? Uh, we just came out guys. <laughs> um, but to answer that question, no, no wedding plans soon. I feel like we're chilling. Like I am just happy that we can go out and talk about our relationship and hang out in public and Moving in together is like a pretty big step, I think. Um, so we're just trying to find a home and have him meet my family. That was really the last and final step. Um, but I'm really not like in a rush to get married. I don't know why, but I feel like the older I get, I think this is more opposite than most people. But the older I get, the more I'm like, marriage is like very serious. <laughs> not that I didn't think it was serious before, but it's like the older I get, the more I realize how serious the commitment is. And I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like at this current moment, I'm ready to prioritize anyone over myself. And maybe that sounds selfish. That's fine. But like, 
yeah, maybe I'm too selfish to be married right now because marriage is supposed to be like you prioritize another person. I don't know if it's like above you or the same as you or whatever, but like we're both still at a point in our lives where we're prioritizing ourselves and we're happy to be in a relationship and help each other do that and grow. But like, I don't know. I'm not even ready to commit to a dog and I've wanted a dog my entire life. And it's like to be responsible for another being, a living being, like I would have to be like, oh, sorry, I can't go to brunch today, guys. I got to take out the dog. Or like, oh, I can't like spontaneously do this because I got to go home because of the dog. Like, <laughs> I'm just not ready. I'm not ready for the commitments. Like 30 feels so young to me now that I'm 30. I'm just like, oh, shit. And it makes me like so it's so crazy that my mom, like I feel like as a woman, you always compare yourself to like what your mom did. And it's like, oh, my mom got married at this age. My mom had kids at this age. And it's like, I cannot believe my mom had three children at my age and had been married for like five years. Like, that's insane to me. Um, hey, mom. <laughs> Anyways, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do Chell It Like It Is. Okay. I asked you guys to submit some questions. This day I was feeling particularly weird, I guess, because I said the weirder the better. So some of these are weird, but I love it. <laughs> um, one person asked me, do I wish that sometimes I wasn't so tall? This is an interesting one. Um, my whole life growing up, not whole life, but like, I feel like I was no average height until probably middle school. Like, how old are you in middle school? I think you start sixth grade at like 10 or 11 years old or something. So like up until like fifth grade, I was the same height as everybody else. And then I kind of like shot up in middle school and high school. And I think like in middle school, just because of I don't know, puberty, the girls are always taller than the guys because the guys like haven't caught up yet. So I was taller than like everyone. And then that's when everyone starts dating. And like my first boyfriend in sixth grade, like he was shorter than me. And like people made fun of me for being taller than him. Also, I was like so, so, so skinny, like stick thin. Like people asked my mom if I like if she was feeding me. So being tall and being skinny, people would like comment on or whatever. I don't think I ever like wished I was shorter. I think it just forced me to kind of like embrace the fact that I was different and like stood out, which I already did in my Georgia town anyway, because I was black. So I was like being black and being super tall have always been like the two things that made me stand out. And obviously when you're younger, it's like you don't realize yet that like being different than everyone else is cool. Um, but I think I like learned that lesson a little earlier than some other people because I didn't really have a choice. So I feel like in high school, I'm just like guessing, I think, but I think when I started high school, I was maybe like five nine already, which sounds crazy because some people like literally never even make it to five nine. But yeah, so I think I was like five nine when I was fourteen, and then by by the end of high school, I was like five eleven, five eleven and a half ish, I guess. And then I kind of grew like another inch in college. Um, now I love being tall. Like obviously, I get to model because I'm tall. It makes me unique. Like people, I don't know. I would much rather be a tall person than a short person. I think it has way more benefits. Plus, like, I, I truly can't even imagine being short. My whole family is very tall. Um, and it's amazing for outdoor concerts. <laughs> so, no, I don't wish that I wasn't so tall sometimes. I do wish that when I was younger, someone had told me to stand up straight. My dad definitely did, but I was, like, rolling my eyes or whatever. But now my posture kind of sucks, and I do hate that part. Um, so I might have to go to physical therapy later in life. So I wish I didn't slouch over as much as I did when I was younger. 
this person says that their boyfriend is struggling with sexual arousal because of the age difference. He's 40 and she's 28. What's your advice? Huh. I've never dated anyone. Wow. I've never dated anyone older than me. Um, wow. I'm a cougar. Oh my God. <laughs> Not me just realizing. No, Austin's 27. But any guys can have like dick issues. It really doesn't matter if they're 40 or not. Um, I wonder if it's like, I don't know. I feel like if you guys are willing to communicate about it, you could figure anything out. Like as long as he's not like shy about talking about it with you, because I feel like that's really hard when there's clearly an issue. You guys are trying to have sex. It's not working. And then like they're embarrassed and like you're afraid to bring it up. And then like you're never going to be able to resolve it if you guys can't talk about it. So step one is like discuss it out in the open. And then like there's plenty of ED options around these days. Like there's literally a website called Hims. He can get some, I don't know, off-brand Viagra or whatever. It's not that expensive. Um, but I wonder if it's like a mental thing because I feel like a lot of times people will blame it on like, oh, I have ED or I have this or whatever. It's my age. Again, I'm talking out of my ass. I'm not a doctor and I know nothing about men's ED, like, you know, <laughs> doctor wise. So keep that in mind, guys. But um, I think that a lot of times, I don't know. I think sex is really tricky in that way because I think for women sometimes, and I'm generalizing, but this happens to me we're in our heads a lot. And it's like, if you're in your head, maybe you can't have an orgasm. And because just of our anatomy, you can't really tell that much. But like, if a guy is very much in their head, they're anxious, they have like performance anxiety. It's like, it's very clear. They just can't get it up. So maybe also after you talk about it, and then it's out in the open, and then like, I don't know how long you guys have been having sex or how long you've been together or whatever. But maybe there's an emotional component to it too because he could just be like embarrassed and then that doesn't help the problem because it's physical and then like it's all connected. So my advice is talk about it and don't be weird about talking about it. Don't make him feel like shamed or embarrassed. Like it is pretty normal honestly at this point. This person has asked any healthy meal recommendations or dieting advice. I'm creating a routine. Um, I don't diet. I tried that like I don't know five-ish years ago when I was trying to like fit into the modeling standard of how many inches my hips needed to be in my waist and all that shit. So I don't really like dieting is not really my thing. But I mean, eating healthy, I feel like I feel like it's easier if you do it in smaller like chunks, like anything is. Like building a habit would be easy if you just break off smaller goals for yourself. So don't try to like cut everything out at once. If you start doing that, if you're just setting yourself up for failure to be like, okay, I want to diet. So I'm going to cut out sugars. I'm going to cut out carbs. I'm going to stop drinking anything but water. Like it's just unrealistic. So if you start small and just be like, okay, every time I, this is like, sorry, I go out to eat a lot. So I don't cook. So I'm coming from like a going out to restaurants perspective. But like, if you're like, okay, every time I go out to eat, instead of getting like fries with my burger, I'll get a salad. And like, that's just like a small place to start or like, okay, every time I want to get fried chicken, I'll just get grilled chicken or something like that. Like, I feel like making small goals and then turning that into habits will help because I just, I don't know. I feel like if you have a like major craving for something, 
you're just going to drive yourself crazy thinking about it instead of just like eating it and it's not that big of a deal. Like if you're just craving a brownie that bad, just like have a brownie. It's like what, 200 calories? I don't know. So start small is my advice. But honestly, I'm really not the best person for advice on that because I like, sorry, this is annoying, but like I kind of just eat whatever I want. <laughs> um, and I even I haven't even been like working out. It's been so bad. I have not been very healthy myself, guys. But Austin's trying to I think he's kind of given up at this point because <laughs> he goes to the gym literally every day. Nothing will stop him from going to the gym. I had to convince him to even have a rest day on Sundays. So he goes six days a week. Um, and he tries to like get me in there. But I don't know. Like Leah, I've been like, I don't know if we should mix like relationship and work because <laughs> I like get annoyed at him when he's like my personal trainer. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to listen to you. Like, you're my boyfriend. You're not like. And he really, he's a great personal trainer and he knows what he's talking about and like I should listen to him. But something about him training me just like really annoys me and puts me in a bad mood. Like I'd rather just have a different trainer. So <laughs> we're, we're separating um, training and relationship, I think. But yeah, eat healthy and like work out and just set realistic goals for yourself. Okay, I'm going to answer this one as the last one. Who is my dream podcast guest? <gasps> oh, okay, I have a lot. But I feel like I need to probably dream bigger because <laughs> Austin, I'd be like, oh, my God, just shoot your shot. Like message Jay Shetty and see if he wants to come on. And I'm like, <laughs> Jay Shetty's not going to reply to me. Maybe I should wait until I like have a few more listens and like I'm a little bit more popular and then maybe I could have Jay Shetty one day. But I would say, well, I used to talk about her all the time because Cammie Crawford has like one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Relationship. And that was like one of the reasons and like one of the podcasts I kind of wanted to model this one after. And also, I just really love Cammy Crawford and like her career trajectory is something that I could see myself doing. Like she's a host on multiple TV shows right now. Um, she has her own pod. She has like she was just in Sports Illustrated. Um, so basically everything I want to do. But I just love her. She's very real, like down to earth. She doesn't take any bullshit. Like she says it like it is. Like I just look up to her in general. Um, and she is one of the reasons I started this podcast. So Cammy Crawford is definitely like dream podcast guest. And I'm only like one degree away from her. Like I know people who know her. So it could happen. <laughs> um, and then who else? I was just thinking about Jasmine Tooks. I don't know if you guys know her, but she's a Victoria's Secret model. Um, and she's like one of my favorite models. And I recently like stumbled upon a video that she did where she was on someone's podcast on YouTube. And she's just so well-spoken and smart and pretty. And I love her so much. <laughs> Fangirl. Um, but yeah, I would love to have her on the podcast. So if you guys don't know who Cammie Crawford and Jasmine Tooks are, look them both up. Uh, I love them. I have never met them, but I love them. Um, I think that's it, guys. I think I'll end the episode there. At this point, you should know where to find me at Chelsea Vaughn on Instagram, at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok, and at Vulnerable Pod on YouTube and TikTok. Also, somebody out there gave me some not five star ratings on Spotify recently. So now my rating is down a little bit. So if you guys could go on there, if you haven't rated me, give me five stars, get my rating back up. Um, if you love the podcast, please rate it and please subscribe to the YouTube. But thanks, guys. I will see you next episode. <laughs>